0: Big Red Revival
1: All right, welcome into the Big Red Revival podcast. Episode 26. And just when you think Nebraska can't find a new way to embarrass you or let you down, they go ahead and uh, lose to Illinois as a double-digit favorite at home, falling to Illinois 41-23, to and falling to 1-3 on the season. So, Zach, Saturday, uh, the hopes were up, looking to get back to 500, get to 2-2 two and two on the season, 16-point favorites with a struggling Illinois team coming into Memorial Stadium, and uh, – Unfortunately, the Nebraska Cornhuskers decided to give us a no-call, no-show. So what's, uh, what's, what's your general overview of how the game went Saturday, how it looked, and how it started, actually?
0: Uh, can I just say something? I kind of want to just, like, put this out there and get ahead of it. But um, I think, you know, in the last couple weeks, my performance on this podcast has been a little lackluster, um, a little you know, not, not up to standards. And, Mm. you know, I'm going to admit that, you know, I I wasn't really preparing and, you know, going full speed, uh, when I was preparing for this. And so, um, I just want to, you know, reassure everyone that, uh, on Monday I made the, I made the decision to start growing uh, a mustache. And so, um, I think, you know, going forward, I'm going to be in a good place and be able to deliver the goods to everyone. So, uh, just, just stick with me and trust me. Um, I had I, I had a really good you know practice yesterday and mm-hmm. I, I'm feeling pretty good about this podcast today yeah I mean that's that's all it takes is you know a little
1: facial hair to get the team continuity going uh, for those of you unaware that's a reference to our captain Cade Warner uh, coming out in, in the press conference conference and mentioning that uh, you know the Nebraska wide receivers really weren't going hard last week they weren't running their their routes full speed. And kind of just going through the uh, week lackadaisical, but, you know, rest assured. Um, but now the team decided that they're going to grow uh, unity mustaches for this Iowa Iowa week. And, uh, you know, that's going to fix everything. That's going to make them hustle. That's going to make uh, uh, Luke McCaffrey be able to throw the ball with uh, any sort of accuracy and make make uh, Cam Jurgens be able to snap the ball directly to the quarterback. Uh, going to make uh, the defense be able to tackle uh, it's just going to fix everything. You know, the, the miracle of the mustache, as I like to call it. <laughs> so um, that's just, I don't know. I mean, you know, before we jump into all this post-game bullshit, um, let's just talk about the game itself, for instance. I mean, it started exactly how you'd want a game to start. I mean, um, normally we've been fair catching the football. This time we decided to go ahead and bring it out, had a full head of steam and got chopped down at the 15 yard line. So minus 10 yards to start the game. So, okay, all right, you know, no big deal. You're trying to bust a big play. I understand you're a freshman, Alonte Brown. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, so on the very first snap of the offensive game, Luke McCaffrey uh, had a little rollout and then a kind of a, a run forward uh, where he crossed the line by about three yards and then decided to throw the ball sideways or backwards. It, it looked it looked backwards to me um, for a fumble recovery by Illinois, which went ahead to score two plays later. So, before there is even a minute off the clock, Nebraska is in a hole seven, nothing like, what did you think of that very first play? And did that just kind of set the tempo of the day it was going to be for Nebraska?
0: I think the last three games before this game, we fairly kept it simple on that first play. I think we just kind of hammered ahead and, you know, tried to you know get something going in the run game. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just what it feels like it was, but to do something like that with, um, uh, pretty much brand new starting quarterback to have that kind of an option play where not a lot of good comes out of that play, you know, whether it's a veteran or, you know, a a new starter. And I just, I don't understand that. And then, you know, to, to make it even more confusing, not really more confusing. It actually makes more sense when we did get the ball back, we take it all the way down the field because that script is usually, you know, pretty solid. And so to start a game like that with a play like that just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, there's no doubt in anyone's mind going into that game. We all felt like we were the better team coming in. We obviously, you know, Vegas Vegas thought we were the better team. (laughs) Vegas thought we were the better team by two plus touchdowns. And so to come out and kind of just get cute like that, it just, it doesn't sit well with me. I mean, it's just, you have to come in and you have to, you know, Really, just take it to him right right out of the gate, and you know, kind of instill that dominance from from the first play. And for whatever reason, we came out and tried to do something like that, and it would I wouldn't even like that with a with a veteran like Martinez. I mean, we know that he's made a, a dumb mistake on that play against Colorado his his freshman year, made it against uh, Ohio State. His freshman oh, that's year. what that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yep. And so it's just like maybe maybe scrap that play along with the the, the throws of the flat out of the playbook and let's let's continue to quote unquote simplify things so we so we can be competitive whatever yeah. that means that's what our coaches keep saying each week along with we've had the best practice practice on on a monday that since they've been here i'm tired of all that it's it's t- i mean i say it every week but it's time to start seeing these things take fruition and and start paying off
1: yeah, I mean, if we hear simplify the playbook one more fucking time, I mean, I feel like Scott Frost can be carrying around his, uh, the play card on a fucking five-by-nine index card here pretty soon. You know Remember I mean? the Titans
0: playbook. Right. Seven exactly. plays.
1: It's like Novocaine, baby. Give them time, <laughs> they'll work. But um, Well, unfortunately, we don't have those seven plays. We have one play that works. Um, it's a quarterback draw, quarterback power, quarterback right, quarterback left, quarterback scramble. Uh, that's it that's the only plays that we have that get us any positive yards um pass game is uh non-existent to say the least i mean we haven't been able to throw the ball more than seven yards down the field this entire season still you know have yet to have a a hundred yard rusher on the season and i'm not talking 100 yards rushing uh from running back on in a game we don't have one running back that has 100 yards on the season total yet so we our offense for you know having this offensive genius Scott Frost call and plays um, is one of the worst offenses I've ever seen. I mean, it's putrid. it's, it's hurtful to watch. Um, it's just I don't know what the issue is, but I you know, when the defense is able to stack eight in the box on you because they know that you don't have any receivers that can take the top off the defense, and when they do happen to go ahead and uh, get open, they know that uh, they don't have a quarterback. That we don't have a quarterback. That's going to be able to give them the ball accurately. So our quarterback
0: takes the top off the stadium. Right, he's throwing. He's he's hitting those uh, those cutouts, taking their heads clean off. Yeah, I mean, I I
1: repeated no less than four times. I was watch watching the game down in Lincoln with my dad and brother. I repeated no less than four times. That was the worst pass I've ever seen in college football history. <laughs> and I repeated that same phrase four different times. I I couldn't think it could get any worse. And then just to get again and again, I mean, I'm not sure which one was the worst, but I think the one with, I believe it was Volkolek streaking down the sideline right before halftime. And, I mean, just wide open, going to be a pretty easy touchdown. And he underthrows it by no less than 20 yards. Oh, yeah. Interception. I'm, it's just the kid, th- the one thing we have learned, the one thing I have learned, Luke McCaffrey is not a quarterback. Luke McCaffrey is not our future at quarterback and Luke McCaffrey should not be playing quarterback full time here
0: again this season. Um, What did you think of Luke's performance overall? I mean, I hate to pat myself on the back, but I, I, I said that I've been saying this since day one with Luke. I mean, he he is a Swiss Army knife. We have to just start. We have to start molding him into more of that instead of having him take away valuable snaps and practice from Martinez, who is clearly head and shoulders the better overall quarterback that we have on our on our roster. Agreed. Um, I I think it's a side note. I think it's ridiculous that people are already moved on from from Luke and moving back down the depth chart to Logan Smothers. They're already on him. Yep. Already. Oh my God! It's just. <laughs> Like when you think it can't get any crazier, here we are. But um, as far as Luke's performance, you know, it's it's what I expected. Um, you know, when when you're not bringing him in in certain situations to almost confuse the defense, he's not going to be as effective. Like I said, he's not your every down quarterback. He he can't sit in the pocket and make and make throws into into um, you know little spaces where he's, right, tight windows. You know, tight windows and, and, and reading, reading that coverage and, you know, going through his progressions. That's just, that's not the type of player he is. Right. And so the, the experiment was fun. We handed in the paper, we got it back. It's an F let's, let's redo it. Let's try and get things back on track. I think the obvious move here and, and um, based on the press conference today with Scott Frost is it looks like we may be moving back to Martinez as our starter um, I did. Uh, I mean, I did think that that was going to be the case going in the second half of, of the Illinois game. Right. But again, here we are. He he just kind of, you know, loyal to a fault, as we always say. But, you yep. um, know, it's, it's time it's it, it's time to try and salvage this season, put our guy back in at quarterback and then go back to how we utilize Luke in, uh, against Ohio State. Absolutely. I, I think that's our best look on offense.
1: Adrian um, at the helm calling calling the signals. And mixing in Luke McCaffrey in there, a little quarterback, a little running back, a little receiver, but he is not an every down quarterback. And I never want to see him playing quarterback for an entire game again. That was pathetic. That was absolutely pathetic. Um, Stats on the day, 15 to 26 for 156 passing yards, three picks. Um, And then also carried it, carried the ball 26 times for 122 yards. So had 26 passes and 26 carries. That's just way too much. One, to put on a brand new starting quarterback, um, so once again back on Scott Frost and his putrid play calling that's continues to be god awful. Um, I don't know if the guy is ever going to give up the play calling duties, but it it sure couldn't hurt because right now it is terrible at best. We're we are averaging 21 points per game, um, just just not going to get it done in big time football. So, and you know, to put that many one put that many rushes on your quarterback that's you know 175 pounds soaking wet it it just isn't gonna gonna last long and then you know we've got um dedrick mills still out so you know of course we've got to turn to you know the only player on a team that you know can make plays consistently wandel robinson we got to get him in the backfield. which you know it's I, we can't seem to give him the ball at receiver so i i certainly understand line him up at running back but so we have 175 pound quarterback and a 180 pound running back uh, in the Big Ten. So that's going to get you absolutely nowhere. It's going to get you right where we're at. We're at one and three, and in route to maybe more than likely getting our teeth kicked in once again by the fucking Iowa Hawkeyes. So that's that's not Big Ten football. That's not how you win Big Ten games with uh with that kind of <laughs> with that kind of stature. So it just um, I don't know. It just you know, and then. I think that we had been relatively high on the defense for the season. Yeah. Um, they had given up some big some, – a lot of yards, some big plays, but uh, a lot of bid don't break from them. Um, well, this game, they broke. Uh, they gave up a touchdown on the first three possessions out of the gate. Um, also on third down, um, given up. They went um, – oh, 75% conversion rate on third down <laughs> for the defense. So it just it – just nothing – nobody – no. Nobody had a good game. Offense didn't have a good game. Defense didn't have a good game. Special teams didn't have a good game. There wasn't a position group that had a good game. Wasn't a young guy that was like, oh, yeah, he shined there. There Was was there any bright spots in the game for you, or was it just uh, total dog shit all the way across the board?
0: Yeah, I mean, I have nothing good to say.
1: Yeah, there's nothing positive to say. There's nothing positive to say. Is it time to hit the button on – Panic button on the Scott Frost era here at
0: Nebraska. I I I think to an extent, yeah. I mean, I think your finger's definitely on that button. I I don't as much as I want to like him, and I do, I really do, and I really want to see this thing turn like he says and everything. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm brainwashed or whatever, but I really want to see him do well here, and I think that he gets. I've said it before, but I think he gets more time than any other guy that walks in this, t- uh, in this place. But one thing that I'm really getting tired of, and I didn't realize it until today is I'm tired of him talking about himself when he was here. Oh, my like, Lord. Um, like he said something today, he may, or yesterday in his a uh, Monday in his conference about how like, um, he was he was asked about the Luke and Adrian, and he had to bring up that he got pulled one game and he got booed by the fans and all that. And, his favorite and, topic. And yeah. then on Saturday after the game, in his in his post game presser, uh, he brought up that he would kill to be back out there and everything, and that there was never a doubt in his mind. It's like I get it. That was when you were a player, but guess what, man? Now you're the coach of this team, and you have to figure out a way. As much as you say it, you have to figure out a way. To translate that to your players because they're apparently they're obviously not getting it. No, I mean no, as much as he says they're bought in and you know this culture's changing and all that, it's like we're not seeing it. I mean there's 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 media members. I, I know that they they throw them layups most of the time, but I mean there are there are times where you know, he's asked about like players, you know, tweeting and, you know, going on social after the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. About uh,
0: social unrest. Yeah. And social media and stuff like that. And it's just like, I mean, we, we we almost need more of that, but get these guys under control, man. Like you're not, you're not a successful program right now. You are, you are deep down buried into the college football landscape and there's, there's not a lot of, uh, a lot of daylight where you where you're sitting so it's it's time to I mean put up or shut up man and you know like I said you might get a little more time but you know that that exit if and when it does when it does come it's going to hurt that much more
1: yeah I mean listen here Uh, I will tell you in five years from right now Scott Frost will not be the the head coach at Nebraska he is going to be fired here at Nebraska within the next three years Um, that's, that's just the facts guys, whether, you know, I know there's a lot of people that want to just, you know, sit the Kool-Aid and guys, you got to give them time for what did did Indiana's coach need him need time to flip that program. Indiana has been historically one of the worst programs in college football and they've got a new coach in there. And I mean, we've all seen the videos in the locker room. That's, that's what a fucking culture flip looks like. That's what it looks like. Ours doesn't, you know, my dad, when I went down there Saturday, you know, before the game even started, he was just like, I mean, you see the video of them jumping in the, Jumping in the crowd after the in the locker room after the game, they just beat an 0-4 fucking team. Why yeah. would they celebrate like they just did something? <laughs> and I'm like, and you know, when I initially saw it, I was like, man, that's great. You know, they're finally celebrating a win, you know. And but then, yeah, you just beat a team that is winless, <clears throat> that is the worst team in the league, <clears throat> excuse me, for your first win in 355 days, and you guys are going crazy like you just knocked off Ohio State or something. I mean, give me a goddamn break. There's been zero culture flip at all here. And they just use that word. And it's, it means absolutely nothing at this point from Scott Frost. And along with any of his practice reports or any of that other bullshit, I'm tired about hearing guys bought him. If they're, I don't need them bought in. I don't I, need them yeah. in at this point. Okay. I need somebody to make a goddamn play. Yeah. That's I need it. somebody in the, t- in the end zone. Right, I—I I mean, in this whole fucking playbook thing, I mean, simple. How many times have he said, "Oh, we need to simplify the playbook"? Like, give me a fucking break, man! Like, and you're talking about it for receivers and running backs. Those are the easiest fucking positions to step in and play because, hey, I'm—I'm I'm the quarterback. I'm gonna hand you the ball coming this way, or you're blocking here. It's—it's it's pretty simple to plug and play at wide receiver and running back. So, I'm not really getting it. I'm not really getting it. And then, you know, of course, you know, the, no block, no rock for the wide receivers. Listen, we don't need them to fucking block. We need them to get open and catch the ball when it's thrown at them. Yeah. And unfortunately, the, running backs,
0: we, the running backs aren't getting far enough downfield where the receivers blocks are making a difference anyway.
1: Right. Exactly. It's like, for what? For you can run that stupid-ass wide receiver bubble screen? Is that is that why they need to be able to block? Is that why? Because, you know, they're all just – all 11 men are within – five yards of the line of scrimmage every time we line up because they know that there's nothing going to happen over the top. There's no one that's going to take the top off the defense at all. So there's no fear. And when you're playing all that close to the line, of course you're going to be getting stuffed, you know? So that's why you have to resort to quarterback run game. I mean, our Dedrick Mills, you know, a bell cow. They said, oh, he's going to be the bell cow. What the fuck does bell cow mean to you, Zach? What does bell cow mean to you when somebody says they're going to be the bell cow?
0: It's like a Jerome Bettis. like Just, yeah, yeah, I, just a beast of a running back that'll get you <clears throat> one, two, three yards. If you need three yards, he'll get you four. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, like maybe 20, 25 carries a game. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Belcal. Yeah, that's not what the fuck is happening. Our three leading rushers on the team is Luke, Adrian, and Wandell. So quarterback, quarterback, wide receiver. But, <laughs> you know, we've got a Bell Belcal running back. Give me a fucking break. Um, I, I'm also selling some stock on Dedrick Mills. Um, I know it takes a little time to get going. You know, they don't hand hand the ball off enough and he's been nicked up but you know it's it's tough to get going when you're only getting you know two carries here and then it's another quarter before you get another two carries uh you know we need to get the bot the guy the ball more often
0: here's you know a thought on a thought on dedrick mills though um and this kind of came to my mind but do you think the the fact that he got nicked up and suddenly he has that extra year of eligibility he's just trying not to risk it and come back and play a full season yeah, I mean, I I hate the menta- mentality, but right. I mean, if if you think that you have like a shot to actually do something, you know, maybe at the next level, hey, all right, well, hey, is it a business hey, move Diedrich,
1: Diedrich, you don't have a shot the next. Level, okay. <laughs> let's,
0: let's just go all in for this
1: season. Uh play every play like it's your last. Um cuz this is going to be that's going to be another year where a Nebraska player doesn't get drafted. Okay. That's just Who's getting drafted off this team this year? Who's getting drafted on this team? I know. Nobody. <laughs> fucking kidding me, man. I'd take him deep. Shit. That's just, the, those are just the facts, man. It, it's going to be, what, three out of four years now, I think, when we have, yeah. going to be drafted. And we've had maybe three guys drafted in the last five years. It's a fucking joke of a program. Joke of a program. And it starts with the head coach um, that just refuses to take any accountability for, for his play calling. And he just, has his head buried in the play sheet, like you know, like he's really fucking doing something. Like he's just out there scheming people up. He ain't schemed up nobody. He sch- and how many times after every they're they're in the press conferences they say, oh, you know, they did some things out there on defense that uh, we hadn't seen on film. It's like, <laughs> oh, you mean they fucking have made
0: adjustments in a game? You fucking clown. Is and that then, what you mean? And then Is did, that you, what you mean? Did, did you see what the Iowa player said today when he was uh, inter- interviewed about uh, how they're preparing for us? Yeah. Oh, uh, they have some new players, but it's it's pretty much the same the same mm-hmm. preparation because we do the same things, except yeah. we're worse at them this year.
1: Yeah. It's um. yeah. I mean, they just said they, yeah, the, the Iowa guy said, yeah, we, you know, we're just going to run the ball. So that, that's a, that's a personal challenge when a guy, you, this is the kind of team that you'd like to be playing, especially when you're along the offense and defense line. This is a fist fight in a phone booth. This is may the better man win. Who, you know, can you whip the motherfucker in front of you? Plain and simple. Like, and you know, it's, and they seem to have no fear. They think they're just going to step in, knock us out real quick, and the one thing about Iowa is they're going to be looking to embarrass us. They're not looking to beat us and call the dogs off. They're going to be looking to run it up on us and rub it in our face some more, talk about how all Nebraska talks about is the history and shit. It's like it's cuz we got a history to talk about, you fucking bums. Okay? You don't talk about yours cuz there ain't shit to talk about. Your best season ever ended not with not one banner being hung in the fucking rafters. You didn't win the Big 10. You got curb stomped and embarrassed on fucking national television. Christian the road. Yeah, he's still running on you. Mm-hmm. So that's your best season ever. Ended with no banners hung in your stadium. Your best season in school history. Zero banners, zero rings. Besides ones you probably made up
0: for going undefeated in the regular season. That No real shit. They, to my to my knowledge that Michigan State drive was the longest drive I've ever watched in my life absolutely that, I mean that was like 10 and a half minutes I loved it it was car. like
1: seeing Iowa get killed slowly was, just uh, yeah
0: it was a, they were dying a slow death
1: yes yes they were so it just yeah you know fuck Iowa we'll get to them here shortly but uh just kind of back on back on the game you know I speaking of the game I don't know who the hell you know Vegas. You know they make money by you know people losing money. Who the fuck set that line at minus sixteen for Nebraska? I hope he lost his goddamn job. I mean, as soon as I saw that, I going into it, you know, I'm pretty good. I can I can pick within a two point range in college football what it's going to be before I see it. I'm like, I don't know, five five points or so. When I saw sixteen, you know, I ham- I just won. I took the money line because I said I was going to bet against Nebraska money line for from here on out. So I got um, I bet on illinois plus 500 and you know what and the best thing about it as soon as the game ended got a text from the bookie good bet it's like (laughs) you know you know it's good when your becky's your bookie's texting you a hell of a bet you know so uh you know i said if nebraska's gonna be this bad i might as well pad my pockets on them you know this week going into iowa i was uh 13 and a half 14 point favorite so i bet my hundred bucks uh on iowa Unfortunately, it's going to only win me 20 bucks. But you know what? That's 20 bucks I didn't have before to something I'm damn sure is going to happen. Because, you know, what is it? Five years in a row we've lost Iowa. Mm-hmm. And they're already talking about coming out and punching us in the mouth. And we're talking about growing fucking mustaches. Yeah. So who do you think is really ready? Sounds like they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're talking about running the ball down our throat. Yeah. We're talking about growing mustaches. Mm-hmm. So that just lets you know where, where the mindset is. So And we still don't know who our quarterback is. No, no, you know, and we won't tell us, you know, until oh, you just have to see who runs out there. Cause I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm just so Mr. Trickery. The trickery is just working so well for me.
0: I, I wonder uh, if he even tells the team because it doesn't seem like he does. No. It doesn't seem like they know what's going on. Yeah. And I mean, you've got to get be
1: getting frustrated as some of those wide receivers. I mean the one uh, where he had Xavier Betts streaking down the middle up the seam and uh, he th- threw a duck and, threw it into the ground. McCaffrey did. And yeah, you just saw was... him just shaking his head. He's just like, mm-hmm. ah, damn, man. Like this is, you know, and then you've got, uh, you know, our top recruit tweeting after game, you know, Thomas Fedone. I don't even know oh, what I, to think. I don't even know what to think. I'm going, Shh, That's not a know, good one. That makes two of us, brother. That yeah. makes two of us. I mean, I'd be surprised if that guy still came here. I mean, there's no reason for him to come here.
0: And then some asshole tweets back at him. I think you shouldn't come here because you're too good for us. And, and <laughs> it's like, like, come, come on, Hey, man. don't
1: tell him that, man. Don't yeah, tell Yeah, like, we all, know. we all know it. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, like when you're, out you know, loud. yeah, it's like, you you know, you're hooking up with a, you know, a 10 or something. And you're like, don't, I hope she don't find out. She's way better than I am. Sure. But, yeah, so you got players tweeting after the game. You got recruits tweeting. Uh, just, you know, some are saying this is the most embarrassing loss of the Scott Frost era. I don't know. There's been so many, so many ones. It's hard to even, you know. This this is pretty low, I guess. I mean, we were 16 point favorites, so this has got to be, <laughs> got to be in the realm of uh, most disappointing losses for for sure. I mean, you know, we win that game, you know, we moved to two and two, feeling good about going into Iowa, but
0: uh, yeah, no. we're, and we're two and two again, and our two losses come against two teams that are in the top ten of the college football playoff rankings.
1: Exactly. So yeah. it's like,
0: all right, I can sleep on that. I can, right. I, can I can work with that. And and knowing we probably should have beat Northwestern,
1: absolutely. I mean, we out we outgained them, you know, by two hundred plus yards. Um, but you know, speaking of the the teams we had lost to, the Ohio State Northwestern, you know, each quarterback had started two games now. Adrian Martinez got the short end of the stick. I mean, he had to start against the two top defenses, two, uh, two top defenses in the conference, and the two top teams in the conference: Northwestern and Ohio State. And, you know, looked, looked respectable against both of them, really. I mean, just look what uh, Northwestern just did to Graham Mertz. I mean, that guy was on fire and they shut his ass to fuck down to seven points, to the tune of seven points. Just and like COVID I,
0: just did to him again right now.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I believe he had three interceptions that game and hadn't had any going into the, into the game, I believe. So uh, Northwestern is, especially their defense, isn't, uh, isn't nothing to fuck with. So Adrian Martinez got his two starts against them, and then Luke starts against Penn State and uh, Illinois. And, you know, really, the Penn State game, we we try to give back to him, and he tried. But unfortunately, they're the only team worse than we are in the conference. So, um, and then, of course, this game against Illinois. So I think it's time to go back to Adrian Martinez, you know, Mm -hmm. see see if, you know, maybe a little benching did him some well. And, you know, like I said, we want to see a little Luke McCaffrey sprinkled in there, but certainly not uh for extended period of time he's just he's just not a quarterback he's an athlete
0: yeah
1: there's nothing wrong with that there's nothing wrong with being an athlete especially a fucking a top-end elite athlete but yeah
0: and there's not there's not a lot of athletes like in his position on a on a big time D1 school that get the opportunities that he could get like not not a lot of players get the opportunity to play running back receiver sprinkled in a quarterback like you know they're usually designated to a specific like position position group And for him, like, I mean, that's that's kind of a kind of a sweet deal. And, you know, after after getting his shot and it clearly not working out, you know, I'm sure he felt the heat. He felt the struggles. Right. It's it's time to, you know, realize what what your role on this team is. And sure, you know, with the extra year of eligibility and everything, you can work on your craft as a quarterback. But this year, this ain't your year at quarterback no no it is not and I,
1: I hope it's not any year I don't I don't see I didn't see any flashes in two games of like okay there's there's something to build on there like I didn't see any of that I saw a guy that is you know pretty quick um that can run the ball a little bit um you know when things break down but as far as quarterback is I mean not once has he you know took a three-step drop hit his back foot and threw the ball I mean that's no that's how you that's, that's how you win games that's how you win you know Big his, ten games. Yeah, his
0: his completions come on the most basic of pass pass plays. So seven yard I mean,
1: out route. Seven it, yard out route is yeah, uh, the only options.
0: You, you roll him out of the pocket where he's comfortable throwing and you and you run a. Uh, 10 back to eight comeback route on the sideline where the defense, the defensive backs already playing 15 yards off because he knows he, that defensive back knows he's not going to get beat against this quarterback, beat deep against this quarterback. So it, I mean, any, any athlete that has played baseball or football that can throw a ball with a little coherence can throw that, that route.
1: Yeah. Third and sevens are when you win football games. Those, those is what football games come down to. Can you convert? Can you get off the field on third and seven? And that's what it boils down to. And, one, we can't stop anybody on third and seven, and we cannot convert third and seven. So, we are what we record. What our record says we are one and three. Head into Iowa on Black Friday. Um, you know, the one thing I also wanted to talk about was <clears throat> just the 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 Nebraska sports media. Um, I don't know what what the issue is if they're afraid to uh, get their access taken away or or what the issue is, but I mean. For instance, yesterday in the Monday press conference, I mean, they were asking the hard-hitting questions of, uh, hey, Stada, do you have any uh, Thanksgiving uh, (laughs) special special eats you like to have? (laughs) Fucking motherfucker, we just got fucking blown out at home, and you're talking about fucking cranberry sauce? Get the fuck out of here, man. Like, you know, come on, man. Like, I want to hear some real questions asked. And some hard-hitting questions, and not just these softball. Hey, what'd you see out here? And blah blah blah. And do you think this? No, I want to say, I want to, you know, I wrote down some questions. I want, I want somebody to ask Scott. Twenty game, twenty-eight games into your season or into your career here at Nebraska, how would you grade yourself? I'd love to see what he actually thinks of how he's doing here. Or how about Scott? You're pretty critical of the uh, outgoing, the previous coaching staff. Um, the previous coaching staff is the program in any better place uh, now than it was when you took over. Clearly the answer is fuck. No, no, they're not. He'd say, well, the culture and that's no, this is a results oriented business. Okay. So this program is actually worse off than when he picked it up. So, and he, you know, he, he did say that the players are better now. It's like, how come your record's not then? Yeah, exactly. This, yeah, where where do they put that out? Do you guys get rings for the players are better or the, the offensive linemen are fucking bigger? This is wins and losses only, man. That's Iowa type shit right there. Exactly. Exactly. That's a participation trophy bullshit. Um, you know, how about Scott? Does your relationship with your coaching staff hinder you from being able to discipline them? A.K. Eric Shenander is in his goddamn wedding. You think you're a, he's able to fire him? Zach, I can't fire you. You're in my fucking wedding. How am I going to say to my boy, hey, man, I know I brought you here, but fucking you're out of here, best friend. See you later. You know, like you you cannot fire a dude that's in your wedding. I didn't know that. Yeah, right? I actually just found out today. Oh. But you cannot <laughs> fire a dude that's in your wedding. That's just rule one, okay? I mean, that's the end of your friendship, right? Yeah. I mean, you can me, and I'm in your wedding. Like, don't be in, inviting me over for Thanksgiving. You know, don't invite me to your kid's birthday party. You know, I've now got to pull my kids out of school and shit because of you. You're, so you're not going to fire that guy under any circumstance, right? Yeah, that's that's what it would seem like. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> or, you know, obviously the play calling thing. Just in the last two weeks, I've heard Urban Meyer, Jimmy Johnson, you know, the old Dallas and uh, Hurricane coach talk oh, about how, how, yeah, you know. <laughs> Man, I think he's probably the best coach ever, honestly. Like just cross the board. Just if, a, I had, a sm- if I had one season, I needed a coach. I'm probably taking Jimmy Johnson.
0: Just a cool customer too.
1: Right? I he mean, knows how to. He knows how to get motherfuckers to play for him. Yeah, I and
0: mean, it's it's got to be the hair.
1: It it's it's as smooth as smooth as it gets, man. It's a smooth it's for like thirty years too. Right? Still looks the same. It still does. looks the same. So I mean, they were just kind of talking about how it's too difficult for a coach, a head coach, to be uh, calling plays because when you're calling plays your head is in the play sheet the entire game and it neglects your defense neglects your special teams yeah we saw it with bill callahan right and you see how well our special teams are we don't have a special teams coach so and they're better than we when we did before though yeah it's better and it's still terrible i mean do you want to talk about maybe the worst fake punt punt i don't know Called punt, called oh, big punt conversion yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. I mean, the guy stopped running four times. He was so open that he thought he was doing something wrong, where he just came to a complete stop and was like, "Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, oh, you know what do I do?" And then come to find out, we only had ten players on the field.
0: Yeah, I chose to remove that from my memory immediately.
1: Yeah, let me guess. Scott had his his head the playbook or in the play sheet looking for his next call,
0: huh? Just and and you know what's uh, a cool thing I, I remember about Tom Osborne is that guy had 2 to 3 plays ready to go in his brain before the the previous play was over. Yeah. And that's I mean that's just I mean that's an elite coach, you know, and he was, but I mean you can't you can't just teach that to somebody or like be able to like instill that in their, you know, every game coaching ability, but man, like we could use something like that. We could use anything, really. We but. could use anybody. I,
1: you know, and honestly, I, I don't think it's a lack of talent. I don't think I literally think the number one thing hindering this Nebraska team, this program, is Scott Frost. I, I, I truly, I truly believe that. And my heart of heart is that the number one problem in this program is Scott Frost. And you know, there's, there's obviously things coming out. You know, they say he's not a very organized person. How, how are you going to run a program if you're not organized, man? I mean, let's let's go back to the play call. And you have a head coach who wants to be an offensive coordinator, calls the plays, and only has his head in the play sheet. And then you have an offensive coordinator. And then you have a run game coordinator. What the fuck is their job? If if he's the one calling all the plays, what is what is their job? You know, Greg Austin's a run game coordinator. I had to give him a big raise. Um, you know, and everybody's so high on – you know, on Greg Austin and which I was too, but guess, guess what? This, this offense line, it's regressing. Yeah. Um, unfortunately the, the snap issues are back. You know, I'm a huge Cam Jurgens guy. Um, the snap issues are back. I don't know if he needs to be moved to guard or what, even though I think two of those three snaps that were fumbled were fumbled because McCaffrey just missed them. I mean, it's not going to hit you straight in your chest and your numbers every single time. It's, you know, you got to you got to help. You got to be an athlete. Yeah, exactly. You got to help your center out a little bit.
0: I you're mean, already struggling, and now you can't catch the goddamn ball. So just sit down and watch college football for a day, and you're going to probably be able to count five, six, seven times where the quarterback is still looking downfield, but and the snap may be up or side to side. That quarterback will catch it one handed or something, and still have his eyes downfield because he is an athlete. Yep. Like, and. It 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 doesn't happen that often, and if it goes ten feet over his head, fine, it's on the center. But like you said, like you have to be able to just react to it and and then still it, don't let it be a waste of a play.
1: Yeah, and I don't know if you guys listen to the big red overreaction on sixteen twenty. It's not a lot station, so you probably don't listen to it. But that, that's a it's a must listen. Listen, I mean, it's right out. It starts right after the football games, and it's just raw emotion from callers calling in. And, you know, people people are sick and tired of Scott Frost and mainly his uh, coaching staff. You know, they were, you know, he just wants to have his buddies around, you know, for they can, you know, share cans of dip and, you know, talk about skull and Copenhagen and, you know, all of this and that. And it's like, you know, once again, the coaching staff, all these guys on the coaching staff were all giving their first power five experience from Scott Frost. All of them. Oh, Lubick was at Oregon. Yeah, because he was under Frost. And they brought him here everybody else their first major college experience was at UCF and he just everybody thought it was a how well it was mixed i i didn't like it at first i didn't like that he brought his whole coach, coaching staff here because it's a different it's a different ball game you needed to get somebody with some big 10 or at least power 5 experience mm-hmm. on the coaching staff instead of just oh i'm loyal so i'm bringing all these guys it's like hey man what what did they say there's levels to this shit you know and UCF and the Brow and the Big Ten are not at the same level. Okay, you're you know you probably face one to two other coaches in the AAC that are on the caliber of Big Ten coaches. Like Luke, you're not Luke. facing you know you know call up you know parents all you want, but the guy can fucking coach the football. I mean, there ain't no pushover coaches in the Big Ten. Oh, the worst team, uh, Lovey Smith, the motherfucker went to a Super Bowl. Okay, so there's no easy w's in this league and coaches are going to be looking to out scheme you and you can hear it after the after the games at the press conference oh they did some things that uh we hadn't seen on film uh, previously it's like it's called coaching man it's called coaching like you can't just oh i've watched their previous three games and this is what they do so we'll only have this ready for it and then if they happen to switch it up fuck we're screwed you know it's
0: it's ridiculous i mean he he never never and Day. He never calls it coaching either. He calls it the X's and O's. Right. He's <laughs> like, no, it, it, it's you. Right. It's not, the, he, it's, it's not the whiteboard. It's, it's yeah. you. And he,
1: you know, he wants to hang his hat. He's like, I know this offense can put up lots of numbers. He's like, Scott, Scott, five seasons of coaching, four losing seasons. UCF, uh, I, I don't know if you've heard lately, but uh, I just went and checked the numbers. Um, they're actually better than they are when you left. Uh, Josh Heupel has a better record at UCF than you did. Uh, he's twenty-two and four, including an undefeated season. So, I mean, what is it? I mean, people want to say, "Oh, he took over an zero and twelve UCF team." Well, they want they don't want to tell you that the year before they went twelve and one and went to the Fiesta Bowl and had um, Blake Bortles. Uh, yeah. yeah. Blake Bortles is a quarterback. So there was a lot of talent on the team. They had, I believe five draft picks um, that year that he left the year. They beat Auburn in the uh, sugar bowl. So they had talent. Now Nebraska's had five draft picks in five years. So it's just, I mean, can he coach? Is he a head coach? Can he coach? I mean, with, you know, he just wants to hang his hat on this whole UCF. It's where it's worked before. I went 13 and zero, man, went 13 and oh, I've seen this offense work before. It's like, any offense can work when you have first round draft picks and draft picks all over the board. But can you scheme somebody up? Can you have another coach after the game say, Oh, you know, they did some things that we weren't, weren't ready for and caught us off guard. Can you scheme somebody up? The answer is no so far. And we're three years in. So like I said, I don't think it's going to work here for Scott. Um, I'm once again, I'm not sure how college contracts worked. I mean, you, you have two losing seasons and they give you a fucking contract extension. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's it's just, it's not real world. Like that doesn't happen in real life. That doesn't, Hey, Hey Zach, you missed quota two years in a row. I'm going to go ahead and resign you and give you a little raise here. It's like, that's, that's no, that's not Perfect. how it's like, I'll like, take notes. Zach, you're on probation. And if you don't hit quota this year, you're fucking out of here, man, <laughs> You're fucking out of here. Like that's how the real world operates. And that's, how college sports should operate, but that's you know why we have to end up paying Bo Pelini for 14 years and you know, sports contracts. You know, we're gonna probably end up with like a Bobby Bonilla contract one of these days. Oh man,
0: what a what a brilliant guy. Man, the best contract in sports history. Yeah, that's it's I mean, there's a day devoted to him, Bobby Bonia day. <laughs> Right, like, why? Why don't they ever
1: interview the guy? I'd love to just hear him, you know, talk about how he got that set up.
0: Because he's he's too smart to do those interviews, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh No, but, it's gonna it's gonna hurt your cred. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna step back. No, no I'm, I'm gonna, t- I'm, take gonna take my I'm gonna take my mill. I'm gonna take my mill, and I'm gonna just keep living my life. Exactly. Leave me the fuck alone.
1: I tried to tell y'all. <laughs> I tried to tell you I knew what I was doing, Um, but. All right, that's enough harping on the coaching staff. They suck. <laughs> They're not getting any better. They're getting worse. Um, but it's Iowa hate week, um, and at no point ever in my life will I ever concede anything to Iowa. It's I always feel like we've got at least a chance to beat them, even though maybe in my heart I feel like uh, it's pretty slim. Um, but like I said, this is the type of teams that anybody should be able to compete with that has any – any sort of pride to them because this isn't a team that's just going to be like spread you out and run, run you ragged. It's like, no, they're looking to run the ball down your throat and that's it. Their quarterback isn't very good. They've got a good offense line. They've got a couple good running backs. Goodson. He's, he's a stud and it's just this sergeant is, sergeant. He yep. like said, this is a fist fight in a phone booth. Can you man up and whip the man in front of you? It's just, it's a simple answer. It's a simple answer. This isn't uh, Oh, we got schemed up. They had more athletes on the field. It's no, Can you be a man? Can you be a man? Can you beat the man in front of you? So, um, you know, Iowa started 0 2, losing to Purdue and Northwestern, and then have rattled off three pretty impressive victories. They spanked up on Penn State this last weekend. Um, They beat Minnesota and uh, somebody else, but they spanked three people in a row. Whatever. They're three and two now. They're now ranked in the top twenty-five. They're number twenty-four in the latest. They always uh, are, though. God, it's so right. annoying. So I mean, well, it gives you you know another chance. Hey, this is it could be a road top twenty-five victory. You know, it's just it's just something, man. He just keeps frost. Just keeps talking about how these guys aren't able to get them play. Get them. They didn't bring their juice. It's like
0: that is your you know you get these kids ready, man. Yeah, you're paying you're- five million dollars a year. You have get opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and it's just the same old song and dance.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm glad it's on Black Friday. We don't have to wait a full, yeah. you know, full week to uh, get this taste out of our mouth. But you know, maybe we have even a worse taste in our mouth after Friday. So
0: it just it still doesn't feel quite like a full-blown rivalry to me. I don't know. It and maybe and maybe it's because we haven't had that that black friday nebraska versus iowa to take the big 10 west right. you know one of those big time type of games that we used to have with like colorado and stuff where it 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 had a lot riding on the line and yeah, it meant something we haven't had that yet because we, you know when we were you know doing our 9 and 9 and 3 10 and 2 thing you know with the burkhead boys um, we were beating up on them and they were kind of just sitting there with that that 7 and 5 type of record and it just it didn't mean as much then, and we were new to the Big Ten, so it was all kind of new at, um, on that perspective too. And then we we've taken this dip, and they've kind of taken advantage of us um, over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't feel like it's really arrived yet. And so like going there and stealing one when they're ranked at their place would be kind of a step in the right direction. And I just I don't think we can go in there like you said and try and hit them in the mouth like they do you know we we don't as much as I hate to say (laughs) it's not and and we can't do that Illinois came in there and played that game with us uh on Saturday and they got the better of us and we thought after maybe we kind of you know went blow for blow with Penn State and you know we didn't we didn't fully fold against Northwestern or whatever um it just it seemed like we were kind of getting to be having that tougher mentality type of team but I don't I don't think we can do that against Iowa. I think we have to go in there and we have to play a different type of game. Almost like like we did against Ohio State, we tried to, you know, and it doesn't go go well with uh, our last uh, conversation but scheme them up. We have to we have to start, you know, catching them off guard and doing things that they haven't seen from us before to really confuse them and, you know, mix things up because if we if we try to just run run ahead at them with Wandale again or whatever, he's going to get hurt, we're going to lose and it's just going to be another wasted season. I mean, really when you look at the grand scheme of things, we can still salvage things because we have Iowa. If we can somehow find a way to beat them, Then we get Minnesota and we get, um, Purdue Purdue. and Purdue. I mean, they, they just took a really, really tough loss against Minnesota last week. They got wrong. They might, they they might be pissed off next week, but at the same time, I mean, if Minnesota can go, you know, go point for point with them, they're suspect, suspect, whatever. Um, to, yep. Um, tough word. Very tough word. Absolutely, Um, I swear to it. (laughs) Yeah. My goodness. Um, but uh, they're they're beatable. And so, you know, if we, again, if we can find a way to get past Iowa, you know, we could we can write the ship still. But that's just my my positive thinking here. What really happens? I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, we're you know, we're at the halfway point We're four games in we have four games left because we got three on the regular schedule. And then we have the the one crossover game, which probably more than likely is going to be either against Michigan State or Rutgers um, because we're going to be. At the bottom well, of the Wisconsin's,
0: barrel, Wisconsin's Wisconsin's out of the mix though. They can't. No, play that they're only game. Out,
1: they're only out of the mix for the championship game. I thought they the were. Console. I thought they were out of the whole weekend. Nope, just for the. Oh, okay, just not possible to play the championship game. Gotcha. Um, you know, Minnesota or Minnesota's our last game, and you know, I think if they lose, they're obviously not playing this week because they got got the cocoa. Uh, but I could see some of their players opting out and mailing it in for the season, quitting. Uh, yeah. Opting out, a.k.a. quitting on your team, Um, you know, because just it didn't go how they expected it to go. So I could see them just kind of melding in and maybe we can get, you know, get a victory against them. Purdue, um, you know, you've got to at least, you know, obviously not fear them. you got to, you know, like your chances at least, you know, if you fucking play good, you think that, you know, you're going to have a pretty good shot of beating them. So there's still a lot on the table, but it starts Friday. It starts with ending the streak. And I'll tell you this. We could lose every game – lose Minnesota, lose Purdue, lose crossover game. If we beat Iowa, I will take it. I will yeah. honestly take it. If we lose the other three and beat Iowa, I'll take it. We'll be two, two and seven. And I'll be like, yeah, got that bugaboo off her back. Fucking, you know, got <laughs> Iowa to shut the fuck up. So it's. I just wish that the, the team and the coach shared the same enthusiasm for this game as the rest of us do. I mean, all you would need to do for me would be is put that picture up, of the fucking goddamn kicker stand there showboating, you know, looking at our sideline, talking shit, blown kisses. That would that would be all the motivation I needed to make sure I'm ready to knock a motherfucker's head off come Friday at one o'clock.
0: Is he no, he's not there anymore, is he? Yeah, yes. Oh, I'd be looking for roughing the kicker on Friday.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oops. Yep. On an extra point.
0: We'll we'll take that fifteen yards every day. Exactly.
1: And do like uh the little Fucking Saints coach is like, first 15's on me, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it, that's all you need to do. The guys, that's this whole whole thing, you know? Stand there, picture staring at the sideline, talking shit, blowing kisses to you. On your home field after you just broke your hearts.
0: Isn't his first name Duncan? Yeah. That's not great either.
1: No. It's a typical Iowa kid name. <laughs> fucking, Chad. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, fucking Duncan, you know? So you know on another note nebraska ball starts tomorrow so you know say we lose friday uh nebraska plays all weekend i believe i believe they play saturday too Mm -hmm. but um nebraska ball starts tomorrow at 11 a.m games on uh big 10 network so um i won't be getting any work done Uh, i'll be watching that and uh enjoying the last part of the afternoon before the break zach you got uh, big holiday plans this week are you uh you know, socially distancing and doing all you know all that bullshit. They're trying to get people to do, trying to do all the right things,
0: I suppose. I mean, see. Well, I I mean, <laughs> tomorrow it's tomorrow, which is Wednesday, um, there are like ninety college basketball games on TV, right? Um, then Thursday, you got you got your full slate of the end, or not full slate, but the, your your three NFL games, along with a couple uh, college football games, and then Nebraska ball again, I think, on Thursday. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of sports this weekend. So really, to be honest, there's not a lot of reason to leave and go anywhere. But um, yeah, I'll be I'll be getting my my Thanksgiving dinner on and watching lots of sports. And yeah, it'll uh, it'll be good times.
1: Yeah, no the uh, my dad and then my father in law coming over for Thanksgiving. You know the the NFL games are total dog shit. I mean, the 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 tradition of having the Detroit Lions play on Thanksgiving needs to go ahead and go away.
0: Like At they, least were, they always put it in the noon game or whatever. 11 yeah, the games. early
1: 11am game, yeah. It's like they're un, unwatchable. Them and yeah. there's a couple teams in the NFL. Them, Jacksonville, unwatchable. But uh I think the the Cowboys uh <laughs> should be should be, you know, that should be the game. I know the Cowboys mix up their game they play each year to opponent, but it should always be Cowboys Oh, excuse me, excuse me. Not Redskins, Taylor. God, you Dolphin. politically incorrect motherfucker, you know. Oh, yeah, the football team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that and one I, football team up in D.C.? Yeah, <laughs> yes, the football team from Washington or whatever the hell their name is. <laughs> Formerly known as the Redskins. God damn. I forgot that's not uh, correct anymore, you know. So I can't call them the Redskins and, you know, got to pull my mask I didn't, up in between fights. I didn't fight even, I turkey, didn't even realize. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, um, you know, Black Friday, I hope the team comes out and comes out ready to play and at least ready to fight. Um, You know, you come out like that, the cards will fall how they're supposed to fall, you know? Mm -hmm. So anything else, Zach, anything
0: else you got? Uh, As usual, two things. Um, One thing we didn't get to mention about the game on Saturday is the Huskers elite uniforms. Oh, yeah. I yeah I don't want to hear anybody saying oh we don't need to wear those alternate uniforms or you know the uniforms are the reason we lost no th- the players played with the uniforms on the coaches co- coached the players that were wearing the uniforms and everything fell everything else fell into place had nothing to do with the uniforms it came down to football uh, so hey, man we're we're zero and four when we wear black man I don't care look we'll keep wearing them we're bound to get victory eventually just like yeah. you go into road games exactly. so. Um, I, I love the uniforms. I hope we continue to do that. I always ask for black on black when it comes to the, the uniforms. And I think the white on white looks sweet too. So keep it up. See those white on white ones that they had that sweet ass Halloween video for. Yep. Um, so keep, keep doing that Huskers. I don't care. I mean, at least we're trying to be like modern day football program with, with that kind of thing. Second, second thing. And then I'll just leave, leave it at that. Um, I'd like to tell everyone that I, uh, beat your boy, Taylor Taylor's ass in fantasy football this week.
1: Well, uh, Mr. Mr. Unlimited has been very limited for me <laughs> in the last three weeks. So, um, I need, I need Russ Wilson to, uh, stop getting outscored by rookie quarterbacks and, uh, you know, do his thing, get back to that MVP form. I mean, you know, he won the MVP for the first six games of the season. So I don't sure know if, did. Did, if they already sent him the trophy for that or, or what, but, uh, really gonna need him to get his mind right if i'm gonna make this playoff push here so um besides that you know best of luck to the huskers on friday um, yep. um as always you know fuck iowa you know everybody roots for them. anybody that goes to the institution fuck iowa is a state program and a football team so that's uh <laughs> that's all i got to say about that <laughs> so till next time hopefully next time we talk to you guys we're talking about uh Husker win over the Hawkeyes and uh, you know what this could mean for the Huskers going forward. But till then, as always, happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving and also wishing Colin Miller a speedy recovery. Definitely Uh, go big red GBR.
0: The Big Red Revival